Hi everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Ethnic. Um, so today's episode is actually the last of season two um, and we wanted to finish off with something really interesting for the listeners. Um, so we conducted an interview with someone who used to lead a life full of crime um, and someone you could consider as basically an ex-criminal. So the reason we did this is because we wanted to get a story out into the world and an insight that we don't really get to hear. Um, you know, we tend to hear opinions of outsiders and people who haven't really experienced these things. Um, so I think it's really good that we have an opportunity to get that insight out to the public so that people can get a bit more of an understanding and it could even help people to um, stay away from, from uh, I guess, the life and they know, you know, what um, the triggers are and things like that. So I think that this interview was key for this season and really important. And I think, again, um, obviously, I'm sure that others agree as well. It's such an important thing for everyone to um, listen into. So before we um, show you guys the interview, um, just want to let you know it is pre-recorded, of course, and is completely anonymous um, to the public. So obviously, for privacy reasons, it will remain anonymous. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoy the interview. See, speak to you in a bit. Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you today? Not bad yourself? I'm very well, thank you. So, um, obviously, you know why this interview is happening. Because, um, obviously, this season on our podcast is based around crime, um, particularly youth-based crime. Um, so, as much as it's good for us outsiders to have a say on this and talk about this, um, it's best to come from someone who's been through it all firsthand and seen so much firsthand. Um, so, that's why we wanted to have you um, on our podcast. And thank you again for even um no to be interviewed thank you very much so um obviously let's just get straight into it um just to obviously let everyone know and let yourself know obviously we all know that this is all anonymous um but again it's still good to have your voice heard um so to start with just to give like kind of just like an idea of where you are currently um can you tell us where you're from and how old you are I'm in my late 20s and i'm from east london Okay, nice. Okay. So, um so I think we should start like in the beginning. So, growing up, can you describe what your surroundings were like um and like when you started to actually understand what the world is like, like what were your surroundings like? To be honest, my surroundings, yeah. Um it was obviously growing up. Uh which I'll start from I don't even know. So basically, growing up here, yeah, obviously you get a lot of like older guys around you and whatnot. So mm. they will gas up the younger ones. So we used to be the young ones. They just used to gas you up. And so when we just get into madness, yeah, they would always be there. So so because of that phase, we used to, everyone have, we used to always be on a mad one, you understand? Mm-hmm. And be up to no good. So it was kind of like you've seen them as like a they were impressionable on you, so they kind of left like a, oh, he's, like, cool kind of thing on you, so you kind of... No, no, not okay. like that. So basically, because there used to be a lot of us, yeah. we used to run around doing madness. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So back in the day, you see how now, nowadays it's all about knives and guns. Back in the day, it wasn't about that. It was about, like, more like fistfights. 
jump okay. out with baseballs and stuff like that. Obviously, hit, knife crime used to happen, but it wasn't as common now, you understand? Yeah. So everyone wanted to be the known as the, the baddest around, you understand? Okay. So that was just us. So did you, would you say like at that kind of early age, would you say that you kind of looked up to these older guys? No, not really. I didn't look up to them. Just knew that. They were there? Yeah, they were there. Okay, so they were. Is, would you say it was like a kind of like a brotherly, like a family kind of idea in people's minds? Like, this is someone who will back me if I need them? Like, kind of like yeah, that? Yeah, basically. Okay. And um, also, obviously, mm-hmm. growing up, I had like a few older cousins as well. They were a bit reckless. So that was another reason why. Uh, obviously, I can't speak for everyone, but why I used to be the way I used to be. Okay. So, can you remember your first encounter with, let's say, crime or something bad? And how old were you at first the time? In, first encounter, yeah. Um, Even if it was something like a petty crime, whatever, what do you think? How old were you when you first realised, I just did something bad? Uh, I think when I was about 14, 15. Okay. Um... So that was like quite early teens then. Yep. And would you say that's when you began starting to understand like the world of like what's right and what's wrong, kind of? Mm, yeah, sort of. Okay. Um, so what made it appealing to want to commit that crime? Even if it was a small crime, what made it appealing for you to do it, basically? You know what? I wouldn't say it was appealing to do it, but... See, when you're young and you're naive, mm-hmm. you you don't think about the consequences until it happens. You think, shit, I should have done it. You understand? Yeah. So at that time, I didn't really think about what's going to be the outcome. I just did it with my mates. And then after, you have to pay the consequences. Do you think that's like... Kind of, I feel like that's, that is common with a lot of things with young people nowadays. They kind of do things but don't think about the consequences. Basically, yeah. And a right. lot of it is about the thrill, isn't it? A lot of people enjoy yeah. the thrill and enjoy, like, the, you know, the kind of like the ratings rough. that come with it. Yeah. So um, after that, obviously, once you realised, when you did that first thing, did your levels, let's say, of criminal activity increase or, like, even with the people around you, did, but say, for example, you know, your friends kind of did similar things as you or whatever, would you say you or them, would you say your criminal um, activities, levels of criminal activities increased after that? No, I wouldn't really say as it increased up because that was when I was really young, that was the first time. I think when it increased, when I was like, mid a teenage like age my like what am I saying? Basically when I was like in my mid teenage years. Okay. So you began kind of you uh, had a, like a taste yeah. you had a taste when you were in early teens and then yeah. would you say when you're talking about mid teens, would you say like were you talking about seventeen that kind seventeen of age? eighteen, that's when like the proper hormones kick in. Like male testosterone so you're always active, you understand that like, you always want to do a madness. Yeah. So that's when you start would you say that's when your levels of criminal activity start to increase? Yeah, then? I think that's when it starts getting a bit out of control. So why would you say you got more involved in it at seventeen, eighteen then? Would you say it's because you were older? I think I was a little bit older, a little bit I was I wouldn't say I was wise, but because um that's the, like when you're when you hit 16 17 you start going to college so when you go to college like 
had my cousin and his group of friends. I had another cousin and his group of friends. And then obviously me and my mates, we all come from different schools, you understand? Mm-hmm. So imagine that 20, my cousin, he's got 20 mates. My other cousin, he's got 20 mates. And me, I've got like 20 mates. So when we all linked up, there's a, there's a, like too many of us. Yeah. So we just used to run around moving reckless. Mm-hmm. So do you think, you know how people talk about, you know, boys on the street corners and do you think that kind of idea comes from like your scenario kind of thing? You know, people, like, our boys just loiter around, da, da, da. Do you think that kind of comes from, that idea, that stereotype comes from kind of like what you just said, talked about? Sorry, what do you mean? So, you know how um, people talk about boys standing on street corners um, and causing trouble in groups. Would you say that type of I would, idea? Yeah. I wouldn't really say causing trouble, but okay. at the end of the day, yeah, you see when you're young, and now it's hot sunny day or whatnot, like you understand, like you remember th- at that age, yeah, you ain't got license, you ain't got nothing, you understand, mm-hmm. like you want to be out and about. So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna chew with your mates, have jokes, whatever, you understand. It was just one of them ones, yeah. So, where do you think that stereotype came from? Because there definitely is of like boys hanging around on street corners or on the streets, yeah. just up to no good. Where do you think that stereotype came from then? <laughs> to be honest, uh. I couldn't even tell you. Obviously, from my experience, obviously I don't know now because I don't do I don't do none of that street corner stuff yeah. anymore. <laughs> but obviously, when I was young, it wasn't it wasn't like that. You understand? Everyone in the like in the neighborhood knew who we were, but not as a like good like bad way or good way. They just knew like yeah, we're local guys. Okay, so yes, I get that. So from in that's how I kind of see it as well. As in, like people hanging about, boys hanging about doesn't always mean they're up to good. So that yeah, stereotype, it mean that. that stereotype probably came from one incident or two incidents, and then yeah, it just kind of got, yeah. Okay, that's that's really interesting because a lot of what you're telling me is kind of like a lot of things have been stereotyped against young people to seem bad when 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 in reality it's kind of you guys genuinely just kind of like chilling and stuff like that. So. I think a lot of it to do from what you seem saying to me is like stereotyping, but obviously you know, um, that's you know on some occasions it can be different. So, yeah. um, obviously you know you spoke about how as you got older you got involved in a bit more. Um, do you feel like the life that you led, obviously, because it it did start when you were a really early teen, and obviously maybe increased as you got older. Do you feel like that has now had an effect on you personally? You know, a lot of people talk about paranoia and things like that. Do you feel like stuff like that has followed you now that you've left that life behind? Mm, obviously, I wouldn't. It depends on what level of paranoia. Of course, yeah. I am kind of paranoid. But you see, as I get older, it's. I think it become more like. It's become. It's like. Back in the day, yeah, cool, I was paranoid. Like, I'll go to certain places, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, I would have whatever on me, you understand? But at certain places I'll go, I wouldn't put the window down, like, very low. Because you just think, oh, see, imagine if I'm just, just runs up on you, whatnot, you understand? Mm-hmm. But as you get older, you just think, like, the people from my age, from back in the days, like, they... Like, you get to a point where you just think, bruv, you don't want to risk it, you understand? You're too old now. Yeah. But when you're young, you're naive, you're moving around, reckless, like, obviously, yeah, you do think like that. Like, oh, shit, we got drama with boys from that area. When we go past, uh, I live in that area, they live, they chill in my house. If they see me, they might try and move to me, so I need to carry something on me. It's just yeah. like one of them ones. 
Oh, okay. So would you say like, as you get older, and you kind of leave that life behind, would you say you the kind of effects of like that paranoia, that kind of fear that you have of being somewhere else? Do you feel like that kind of wears off sometimes? Yeah, it does. When people say, uh, yeah, I think it does. Obviously, I can't speak on behalf of everyone. Yeah. But, yeah. So what do you think has helped you, you know, that, that fear and that paranoia, what do you think has helped you in your life? What have you done to help that wear off? To be honest, me, I've just been a low-key guy, you understand, since time. Okay. Obviously, back in the days, I used to be a bit loud and whatnot, but as time got, got like, went on, I just learned that like, don't speak to a lot of people, like, don't always tell people your business, you understand? I've like, just been one of them once. So I just kept myself to myself, you understand? Yeah. So do you feel like, you know, what other steps have you taken, like, in terms of, like, have you done, like, you know, career-wise and things like that? Or, like, have you... Anything like that along those lines? Um, or... I started working. Okay. That's about it. So do you feel like that's helped you as well, kind of... Yeah, of course. Grow of course. up, I guess? Yeah. I think that helped me a lot. So, um... Do you think, obviously, nowadays we see it in, like, the media a lot about knife crime, crime raising, you know, a lot. We all know, you know, sometimes it can be exaggerated, but I think we all know that it is a problem right now. So yep. do you think that, do you feel like, you know, that, imag- for example, if you, if you could think back to when you were a bit younger in your teen. So, um, say that again. so if you were in your, for example, if you think back to when you were a teen, um, do you imagine, like, nowadays, do you feel like, like, what do you think that people find this lifestyle? Do you think there's basically the same idea of how you were back then to how people are now in terms of they looking up to the older guys? Um, mm, obviously, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I don't think no one looks up to any older guys. Like, you see the part of them, like the East London arm from you. Like, mm-hmm. No one cares about no one, you understand? They don't give a shit who you are or like this older guy who he is, if you've got a name for yourself. Uh, but you you have 14, 13 year old kids that'll put the longest knife through your chest and come up to the backside, you understand? They don't really care about that. But you see from back in the days when we when we were like teenagers, we didn't even care about that. We just knew that we just had that little protection, you understand? It's mm-hmm. it's something out of control, they were there. So it's you kind understand? of like people have become a bit more ruthless now and it's just yeah, about more me, ruthless. My, me, myself and I. I. If I'm bad, I'm going to be bad. I don't care about who's this and who's that. It's just about yeah. me, myself and I now. To be honest, I think it's a lot got to do with music as well, man. You think that A music- lot of people listen to Drew music and they just getting guess. Obviously, a lot of people say, no, it's not the music, but come on, it is. Because the music can... If you listen to it's like this. If you listen to Drew music, it gasses you up. If you listen to high music, it gets you like gas for, like it will get you on a pipe where right? you understand if you listen to like whatever music you listen to it takes effect on you innit? yeah so do you feel like you know there is obviously that debate that drill music does glamorize their lifestyle but obviously that's course, you know, again that's yeah. a debate but obviously and again that's your opinion that it does and maybe you know yeah. there are some people who are uh, who feel um i guess enticed by when they listen to that and see the lifestyle yeah. and stuff but you know there is another debate obviously on that to say that it's just people expressing this story. But again, it's just a bit debate. Let's not go into that. Um, so what would you... So obviously, you know, you've gone through all of it. You've left it behind now. And you feel like obviously the effects of that life are um, kind of wearing off. But if you genuinely think about it, that's like, you know, almost 15 years of your life, which you've been on a roller coaster for. Do you think it was worth it for yourself? No, of course not. What do you think about it? Do you think that it made your life difficult? 
Yeah, of course. What about you know? What about your family? Do you think it made their lives difficult? Yeah, of course. Like you heard them in it in the whole process. Like, um, please, like it's all it's all long when you're arrested and your house gets raided and whatnot, and then you're making phone calls. Like it's 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 long in it. It's not it's not worth it. But at that time, you don't see it as like you're gen- like gradually getting older. That's when you. Mm-hmm. Like, proper sit there and think, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, for example, what's just, like, one some what's just one thing that you would tell someone who's um either, you know, potentially going down that road, uh, you know, that of that you kind of went down, or someone who's there and thinks they have no chance of leaving it? Do you think that's even like a possibility for them because obviously in my opinion I think it's definitely a possibility for everyone to leave it they just have to try of hard of course enough. it's just that people don't choose to leave you understand and why do you think that they don't choose why would you want to not you know like what's your opinion because obviously I had a few experience with that as well like there's been my mates as well when I was younger as well like even early 20s they want that they left it or whatnot they they started working they start doing this they start doing that you understand then people from the past will say oh shit you're so and so you hang around with these people you hang around with that people you're, that's your mates so those are jumping them you understand yeah and so that's one you know like i don't think they can't get out of it but then again like i don't know it depends how deep you're into it you understand if you're, do, if you're out here doing music videos you're doing murders and that doing our madness then I don't think you can get out of it because no matter what you're always going to be a target you understand like I got I got married at my age like from another side of like from my borough because they were doing all this madness reckless you understand like mm-hmm. they still can't end they still can't go to once a couple like majority of the neighbourhood you understand because they're a target well and this is to this age as well like yeah this age they're, they're like they're, they're like my age they're probably 30 or even early 30s they still can't go to certain areas like basically they can't go to half the half the area and that's because my area just divided into two sectors you understand okay so that i feel like that's another reason you know why it, you know people shouldn't go down this path is because it affects you a lot of people it does affect them for the rest of your life and like you said it depends how deep you are that person must be in so deep or must have been in so deep that it it still affects them to this day yeah so i guess lastly um what would you like i said you know what would you say to someone who was potentially going down that route what would you if someone was in front of you now say for example a young teen and they wanted to go through it go down that road what would you tell them to be honest, I'll just say, just worry about you, your family, and your money. You understand? Just work. If you want to go uni, just get go to uni, do your thing, and this this life won't get you nowhere. Nowadays, you just either you're you're gonna end up dead or in jail. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That the only two ways is that you're gonna end yeah. up in prison or jail. I'm sorry, in prison or dead. Yeah. So time have changed since my time to this mm-hmm. time. You understand? Even though it's like what, like eight, ten years ago still has changed it's changed big time you understand yeah. now no one knows nothing other than a knife I know. and it's, yeah. it's not worth it that that was literally just going to be my final question is it worth it but 
you're right it's not worth it and that's obviously why we wanted to get your insight on this because we wanted to show people what the effects are and obviously you've shown kind of like what the two effects are of this life is either kind of you can either go down your route and leave that life and the life leaves you too but again you know there's also that other route when you get in too deep and I'm assuming those people who get in too deep don't even realise that they're in too deep until they can't do what the normal things like go to the the street across there or whatever you know so yeah I think it's a a good message to get out to people that even even if it's a 50-50 chance you never know what 50 you're going to get it could be the one that's going to affect you for the rest of your life and I think that's an important message to get out to people um, that and your insight is actually so important because so many people don't speak out about their past lives and you know um it does cause issues but yeah that's it for now to be honest um we're gonna obviously talk about talk about this interview on the podcast a little bit you know um thank you for coming on and telling your story it was no worries at all um very much appreciated thank you very much no problem thank you thank you bye bye okay guys so that was the interview um hope you enjoyed it um so yeah it it was it was quite a lengthy interview but you know i think it was a nice amount of um insight that was provided you know a lot of things a few things actually stuck out to me during the interview that i wasn't even expecting to hear so i think um I mean, like, what do you guys think, like, in terms of what was, what, what was said, like, the insight to that life, something that most of us probably have never heard before? What was it like hearing that, I guess? Um, I think I've always underestimated the influence that old the older generation would have um, on the younger generation when it comes to crime. So, as he was saying, like, back when you know, he was involved in crime. It used to be sort of, um, they used to sort of look, not really look up to the older, the older lot, but sort of, um, they were like, you know, the ones that looked after them. And I think if they see that and, you know, they see people older than looking after them, they're probably thinking, you know, sort of, they, they accept me, I'm doing the right thing. If, you know, if you're being accepted by somebody who's involved in this, you feel as if though what you're doing is right. Um, and I think it does take a lot of courage for somebody to then come forward and say, you know, I am doing something wrong. Because he did say he he knew what he was doing wasn't right. But once you're involved in something like that, it's a bit difficult to sort of just, you know, just step away from that and come out of it. Um, and one thing that really stuck out to me was, it's so true how he said um, back when he used to be involved in crime, um, people didn't really used to carry knives. It used to be more fist, fist fights and things like that. And knife crime is so is so prominent right now, especially in um you know in the younger generation, in BAME communities as well. Um, and I think between now and then, I'd say it was like give or say ten years between uh, when he was involved in crime and now, it's a big mm. difference. It, it it really is. So, yeah. Yeah, he did say you know like it's become so much more ruthless now, and people are mm. starting to carry knives and things are massive you know all these crazy types of knives and everything at such young ages yeah. and he was like they just don't care like how the olders back in the days they were kind of pop you know uh how about, i don't say they influenced the youngers but mm-hmm. you know they were part of their lives but now he, he was you know he said that nowadays the youngers just don't care they That's will true. do whatever they don't care about what the older say they don't care about 
what old is it in their lives they'll do whatever they have to do so i think it's crazy how it's just like how he said it's just become so much more ruthless what about you nourishan yeah i think uh i mean listening to him uh and your your interview with him i think that there's a few things obviously that stand out from his own experience but one of those things was funny said um when you're younger you don't really think of uh what would happen after you get involved or do something you you're kind of he goes you're kind of naive um when you're at that age and you don't think about consequences when 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 he said he's a bit older he thought about that much more i thought mm. that's quite telling i mean we find that lots of people do that one thing and they instantly regret it but they don't know it until they did it afterwards so i think you know it goes to show like when you when you when you're not thinking about what your actions can do not just to others but to yourself and the consequences of that i think it's really important and i think uh, especially younger people uh, don't quite understand how it will affect them uh, in the future life especially when they're a bit older they find all these difficulties because of something they then when they were younger and quite naive i think it's important for us to make sure like uh young people have that advice and have that guidance to make sure like they do understand that if they get involved in stuff like that uh that there are consequences to it i mean anything you do there are consequences um that that really stood out to me when he talked about that and the other thing which was interesting was when he talked about uh, drill music and i thought mm. you know there's obviously different opinions on this and i think um, but it was quite telling from what they were saying that there there is some sort of influence from listening to that and glamorizing this type of lifestyle and you know there's obviously truth in that i think you know you got to be think that that's just music that's just entertainment you can't take that as real life where some people actually do and it's important young people can tell the difference between those two things but it was, i think it was the important aspect he touched on is from his own experience to talk about what kind of influence that had on him but also the fact that you can didn't think about any consequences i think for younger people this is really important i mean this is someone who's been in there uh, and got involved in that and regretted it and uh, f- uh, faced the consequences and i think if you're young uh, listening to this you'll understand that there are uh, things that could happen to you because of the actions you take um that's why i took from it yeah and even when um he said some of his friends now that in the early 30s you know 30 31 32 they still can't go back to certain areas where they've had sort of, um, you know, where they had like beef or fights or anything like that with particular people because they are, you know, scared for their lives. And this was like between now and then, like what, 10, 15 years. So imagine at that time, you're probably thinking, you know, it won't ever affect me that I'm having, you know, beef or whatever it is with these sort of people. But it does come back to you and there are consequences, whether it's in five years, 10 years or, you know, a few months down the line. So it really does put into perspective the way it does uh, affect you for the rest of your life, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think bearing in mind as well, like on that same thing, um, these people who can't live their lives without being paranoid, they are people who have... Um, are like now on the good path basically so bearing that in mind even if you know it just shows that if you're so in deep into that life mm-hmm. and you do somehow come out on the other side um 
you you're still affected by it and it's not just you come on if you think about it a lot of these people probably have families probably have kids wives whatever it's going to affect them too these kids and these wives probably can't even go to them areas either so i think it's a very selfish decision to take to make sorry if you are going to decide to leave that life and i I genuinely mean that. Like, there's no... I just don't feel any other way about it. I think it is a very selfish decision to make because this story that we've heard, it just shows that it, as much as you think it'll leave you, it really there, is, there are bits that remain. And, you know, not everyone's just strong enough to um, overcome these fears and things like that. So I think if anyone out there is thinking about leading this life, you need to think twice. Because like he said in his interview you'll either end up in prison or you'll end up dead. And I think how crazy it's become now with the knives and everything, the guns, there's so many other weapons people are using. You need to think that is most likely definitely the truth. But, um, yeah, so that's the end of season two, guys. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. We thought that this um, season was definitely something that we need to talk upon. And I'm really glad that we did. And I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, season three will obviously be announced um, in, a, in, a, in a short while. And we'll obviously talk about what that will entail. But yeah, that's the end of season two. Make sure you guys keep listening. If you haven't listened, you can catch up on uh, using the links in our bios and our social media bios. Uh, keep sharing, keep spreading the love and we'll see you again soon. Bye.